Hey, yo, what's going on, mi gente? This is Andrew Lozano, that Messianic Hispanic. This is your brother, Frank Marquez. Live on podcast. And we're here, hoping to bring you some good topics that we can talk about all week. Get together and see what the Lord brings for me and my brother, Andrew. But it's great to be here with you guys. It's great that you are listening. And I know a lot of guys have been tuning in and waiting to see you here what brother Andrew and myself had to say. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, just a little introduction. I know many of you out here might not know who we are. Many of you might. Some of you don't. It's all good. We're here to introduce ourselves right now. My name is Brother Andrew Lozano. I uh, I am a minister here in Houston, Texas. A little bit about myself. I was raised in uh, the northwest part, well, west part of Houston in Spring Branch. And so uh, I pretty much came out of, you know, a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say the worst lifestyle, not at all, by far. You know, many of my my life choices and things that happened to me in my life were basically my own choices. You know, um, a lot of people from my neighborhood uh, came out of the neighborhood. They, you know, they went on to be successful people in life. So I can't say that, oh, you know, I come from, you know, no, no, no. Well, I, I gangbang the first the first part of my life. And, you know, so be, because of that, you know, I had a lot of obstacles to overcome in life. Being where I'm at now, I'm very happy that God has been able to change my heart that I would, you know, now I can honestly say, you know, I used to always tell people I can never help as many people as I've hurt. Well, I praise God that now I've overcome that number, you know, so uh, now I know for a fact that, you know, uh, well, before when I first started serving God, I knew God was real from the very moment which is what, you know, which is the reason why I had such a radical change in a, in a drastic period of time, just real fast, because I knew that I knew that I knew that God is real. Nobody could talk me out of it. Nobody could talk me out of the miracle signs and wonders it took to change my heart, to change my life. You know, uh, I know Brother Frank here can attest to a lot of these things. <laughs> you know, that we're going to be sharing here in a little while, you know, a bit about how we came out of this, the street life, Frank himself in a whole nother city, me out here in, uh, in, in Houston, Frank in Dallas, and, you know, how we both have been able to overcome a lot in life. Amen, amen. I, I'm going to say a lot because, I mean, hell was trying to keep us down. Hell is trying to keep you yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. And because of that, hey, we're here sharing testimony. The Bible in Revelation says that because of our testimonies, because of our testimonies. And so we want to bring freedom to a lot of you people out there right now that may be trapped up in some bondage, that may be going through certain things in life that you feel there's no way out. Amen. amen. Uh, first of all, myself, okay, this is Frank Marquez, guys. I came out of a Christian, Christian home also as an evangelist and Oscar Marquez. Uh, man, again, we were from California. Dad had a radio station and we did the, 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 the Christian thing, you know what I mean? Played music and all that kind of stuff. And I got wrapped into it. I just loved being around the Lord during that time and, and doing, uh, what I thought was the Christian part of what I was thought I was doing for the Lord. That was fitting great. You know what I mean? I did everything and saw everything that dad had did and, you know, and how the Holy Spirit moved and all that. But man, my life too, when it just left field. 
I wanted the things that all my other friends had. I wanted to do what they wanted to do without being in trouble, without talking too much about the Bible because it was just too much for me. But I didn't experience God like my dad and them and my mom and all them did. And there was one thing a lot of us as a Christian people, especially in homes and Christian homes and everything, even some of the churches today, they go through the motions of feeling like a Christian, being like a Christian. It feels great to do things for the church and all that kind of stuff. You know, whatever gets in to make you feel good, but it's not the feel good. And it's the relationship part that you have to have with Christ. And that's allowing him to come in and making him your Lord and Savior. And that's something I didn't do. And there's a lot of people in church today that still not had and made Jesus Christ Lord over their lives and their Savior. And that's what's missing right now in a big part. You know, that, that's that's true. You know, when I first came to the realization, because I, I went the first part of my life with the wicked heart, wicked heart. I would walk into a room and tell people, hail the almighty Lucifer. You know, people would come up to me in uh, the laundromat, you know, just walk around my streets. You know, people will walk up to me and try to witness to me about Jesus, tell me about God's love. And I would always find the most evil and wickedest thing to tell them. I would tell them, get away from me. I'm a son of Satan. I would do all these things. You know, I wasn't a Satanist per se. I didn't go to a, a cult meetings. I didn't go to a Satanist group meetings. But just me making those comments was wicked enough. And so I went the first part of my life thinking that there was no God. There's, there's nothing above. We die, we're dirt, we're warm food, period. You know, I, I went on. I Like I said at the beginning, I gangbanged the first part of my life from elementary school to middle school. And throughout my life, I really, I, I wanted to be, uh, uh, you know, just the toughest guy in the room. I wanted to be alpha. I wanted to, you know, walk into a place and shock and awe everybody with how bad I, I was. And so that's kind of the thing, which also is kind of funny. I, I think about it now, but it also led me to think about, you know, um, how many times I got beat up. <laughs> I know that sounds that sounds weird. Why would I admit to something like that? It was not. It wasn't like a one on one fight or anything. But I would go by myself into crowds of people, and and purposely start fights with people I knew I was outnumbered every time. And I mean, I was forever constantly getting jumped by people. It would be 15 on me. It'd be 20 people on me. And I just didn't care. Like the pain was something I wanted to feel. You know, I was I was left in a pile of blood twice, my own blood, where they had to drag my body to safety. You know, so I, I remember these things. I, I remember, you know, waking up and I'm have blood all over my clothes and sometimes it was mine and sometimes it wasn't mine. And so, you know, I, I remember these things and, and uh, there's a certain scripture here that I, I wanted to read here real quick. Hopefully you guys don't mind, but it's in the book of Psalms chapter 77. And it's really only this one verse here that really pulls out my heart daily, but I'm gonna go ahead and read. A couple of verses here just for the sake of understanding. Uh, 77 verse 11 says, Then I said, it wounds me. The right hand of Elion has changed. I remember the deeds 
of Adonai. Yes, I will muse about your wonders of old. I will meditate also on all your work and consider your deeds. O God, your way is holy. What God is great like God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made your power known among the people. With your arm, you redeemed your people. The children of Jacob and Joseph. So what what why this pulls at me is you know not to I don't dwell on things I used to do. Now I praise God that I'm not who I used to be. But I dwell on the fact of all these things I came up out of, you know, from from, you know, I, I did the drugs, but I wasn't a drug addict. I drank, but I wasn't an alcoholic. I was addicted to anger. I was addicted to 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 hurting people. I was addicted to you know, I would get a kick out of out of being the bad guy. That was me. I wanted to be the bad guy. I wanted to be the one to go in there and you're going to remember who, who I am. Because I'm going to leave a stain of memory in you with who I, I used to be. So when I read verses like this in the Bible, it makes me just sit back and say, wow, Lord, this is what I came up out of. These are some of the things that I just, you know, I have to share with my heart because, I mean, you have to wrap your head around it. We were destined. I was destined for hell. I was gladly walking straight to hell. And my actions proved it. But when I realized, man, hold on. There is a mighty God, the creator of the universe, who wants nothing more on this earth than to save a sinner like me. And so that right there, my brothers, my sisters, is why I can't stop. You know, in Houston, there's a radio station 97.9 The Box. You know, I'm, I'm not here to pro promote them, but from years ago, before I started serving God, I used to always tell people, can't stop, won't stop. But that's a hook from 97.9 The Box. And so me being a, a minister now and a street evangelist, I use that same tagline, can't stop, won't stop, serving God. Can't stop, won't stop, living my life for my king. Can't stop, won't stop following my savior can't stop won't stop amen amen brother yeah listen um well that's i did too I, did, I read my life pretty down instead of taking the course that the lord had set forth before me when i was a little kid god has saved me from so many deaths in my life bad things happening you know what i mean it all started from birth too i'm actually a miracle child you know i was supposed to die they sent me home to die but the lord gave me a brand new heart and here i am Years later, I found out why the Lord gave me a brand new heart. He said, I put my spirit upon you. I put my calling in you. And God used me. He said he was going to use me. You know what I mean? And he's using me now. But during that time as a kid and everything, I didn't know none of this stuff. You know, all I knew who Jesus was and what he did at the cross and all that kind of stuff. And just ran with the religion that I held. I believed in God. That was it. You know, I didn't know there was any more to that. But what I did know is that. I like being around my friends. I like doing other things. It's still going to church and doing all other stuff, you know, mix it up with a little Christian Christianity and mix it up with a little world, you know. But I couldn't have both. I had to choose one, and I wasn't ready to do that. So my life went in that field. 
from living in a house where dad's doing uh, uh, evangelizing, he's doing banquets, he's doing all this stuff with a lot of other Christian brothers and sisters, well-known singers and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and seeing how the Holy Spirit used used dad and prophesizing to people and calling out people by names, and seeing all that kind of stuff right there, you would have thought it would have opened up my head and told me, hey, listen, this God's real, this, this, and that. But I haven't realized that realness of God. I didn't even thought if God's real at all. All I knew is that I had a faith and I believed in Jesus Christ and I could ran with it. And that was it. But like I said, I did run my life in a different direction. I got involved with drugs. I got involved with alcohol. Just like Brother Andy said, I wasn't a drug addict, but I was one that had a high of selling it. And because it brought along a lot of attention, it brought along a lot of fame, especially with the women. And that was my addiction right there with women. And I abused that too. So I allow with this this calling that God put in my life, I turned around and gave it to Satan to run my life with it. And he did. He ran me down to the ground, you know. And as I ran through that life, even got involved, like I said, got involved with alcoholism. And uh, I went alcoholic, but I was turned going that way. From the beer was no longer beer no more. It didn't taste like beer no more, so I kept going for mixed drinks. Mixed drinks didn't make me happy no more, so I kept going to the to the bottle and giving it, drinking it hard, straight hard. I didn't smoke weed no more. I didn't do no coke like I used to do. Just test it, you know what I call it. Every now and then, just we're almost some friends. But all that stuff led my life into a life that I did not ever ever dream of, nor did my family ever ever dream of. And I got real heavy into selling drugs. I got involved with some people, and they got real heavy too. And it was just chaotic. Um, and I'm tell you, brothers and sisters, it was really chaotic. But that all that lifestyle brought me everything that I love doing in the world, and I got gratified from it. With, but what I was doing wasn't chasing a high. I was chasing a void that was inside of me. There was an emptiness that I was trying to fill it in, and I can take everything of the world and try to fill it in, but it was still not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? So later on, the Lord began to start putting people in my life, coming and talk to me about the Word of God. Man, I tell you, man, but throughout that time when I was going to the world, I gave my life probably to the Lord by maybe about 50 or 40 times around that area. But it wasn't an inward thing. It was just a vocal thing. I wasn't ready yet. But it made these preachers, it made all them people who came to me happy. You know what I mean? And that was the wrong thing that I had did there. But the Lord kept bringing in people to me. And there was just one man. His name was Robert. You know, <laughs> Robert can find me anywhere. And I couldn't run from this man. I don't know how he found me, where he found me. Man, this man was really led by God to find me in the weirdest places. And he goes, hey, Frank, you know, and he would always call me brother. Hey, brother Frank, God's calling on you, man. He's doing this. this. I said, oh, man, here comes this guy, this again. You know, but later on, man, Lord, when the Lord, like I said, when the Lord started grabbing and started pulling all this stuff little by little out of my heart, it's because I wanted to stop now. I wanted to change now. And when God opened my, my ears to hear his voice, my whole world came tumbling down. And, I mean, and it changed dramatically for the Lord because I decided to die. And I decided to die and allow Christ to live inside of me. There's just verses in the Bible, and I want to give it to everybody. Brother Andrew, if you can read it for me. It's in Matthew chapter 13, I believe. And uh, verse 5, right? Verse 5. Verse 5 and 6. Here it is. It's in the book of Matthew. It says, verse 5, Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Man, now if you listen to that and you read it, and I want to give that to everybody in there, especially because the Bible's talking to us Christian people. 
The Bible's talking to these people, listen, this is where my life took took hold of because that root, I mean, that, that seed that fell on the ground that sprouted out, there was me. I grew out. When I grew out, there was something wrong that I didn't have. And that was one thing. I wasn't planted. I wasn't planted in the Word of God. I wasn't planted in prayer. I wasn't planted in even a church. I wasn't planted in the way that my dad had taught us as a little kid. I wasn't. I just wanted to live above the surface and do everything else the surface wanted to do. And that's what here, when I read this, it reminded me of a long time ago. Brother Frank used to be a party guy, you know. At my house, there's parties all the time for anything and everything. Somebody had a kid, we had a party. Somebody got a brand new car, we had a party. We find any kind of reason, anything <laughs> to happen, whatever it was, you bought a brand new carpet, we're having a party. You know, because, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and that's what we did, you know, and, and I did this a lot. And one thing about a Mexican party, brother, we like those corns, those lotes. We put them in a barbecue pit and we just throw them out there after we eat them. And that's one thing I had, what I had doing, right? Then one day I came home when this is now God is working in my life and talking to me and opening my ears. And I'm hearing God. And I'm like, wow, just being astonished by a lot of things. And he led me over there by the fence or at a corner place where I should throw these things. And he said, look. And I never seen this thing grow there. Never did. And it's my backyard. I'm over there all the time. So I go and I was I was surprised that there's this corn stalk grown, a big thick one right there. And in the bottom of it, I was telling Brother Andrew, in the bottom, the weirdest thing was the the vein the, the roots were hanging out like veins, like fingers all the way around of it. But there was one problem. It didn't have no dirt. It was it was amazing that it was hanging there, standing up. And what was holding it up, it was just whatever it had in there. But everything else was just shown. It wasn't dug in a deep right and all that kind of stuff. And I tell you that God is truth, man. The Lord is my witness. The sun did come out that day. And they were, what, a couple of hours. And the Lord led me right back over there to go look. And, it had, and then I'll tell you, it was God. At that time, I didn't know. But I had a, I had a hunch that it was something that was pulling me over, pulling me to go, go over there. So I, when I went over there, and I looked at that corn stalk again one more time, and it was dead dry to the floor so fast within four hours, four to five hours right there, brother. And right there, the Lord began to start preaching me, that's you. He said, that's you. That's your life right there. And I'll tell you, brother, I know my, my life went down some hills, down some dark places, a lot of dark places, a lot of places where Satan wanted to kill me. And he even landed behind bars. That's another story. But... When that day came, and that day, the Lord was telling me, you're dying. You're, this is you right here. And he goes, and because it died, he goes, look at those vines, those, those veins down there, which was the root. It didn't have no soil upon it. It didn't have that dirt, that nourishment, the water, everything that it possibly needed for a plant to grow. It didn't have it. And he goes, Frank, that was you without me. Wow. You know? Because you didn't have me. You knew all the outsides and the characters of it. You knew all this and you knew all that. And the, even the part of the church playing and raising hands, praying, I'll tell everybody, I did all that. I said, but the problem was I wasn't rooted in God. I didn't decide to die to myself and live for Christ. And that's a death process that needs to take place. And a seed can only die when it's dug deep in the ground so fruit can grow. Amen. So that was me right there in that life, man. But I praise God that he brought me into, into reality back with him. And here I am serving the Lord. And man, Brother Andrew, I tell you, it's been a tough ride. I know that's right, brother. I know that's right. You know, we're not a, a, a message, a sermon, an episode, whatever you want to call this here. It would not be complete. You know, Brother Frank hit it 
you know, two things he said, very important here. The, the whole story, the testimony was awesome, but there's two key things that he said here. And, and, and the first one being that when he said that the Bible or the scripture that he was reading, man, for me personally, the whole Bible is written for the believer. Yes. yes. This is for the believers. These are for the, the, man, Jesus said it himself. He said, the world cannot receive me. And in the book of John 1, it says that, that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So if Jesus is telling us in the New Testament here that the world cannot receive him, it means they won't receive the word. They can't receive the word now. Well, because they're on the outside now, we are the ones who are the seed sowers. We're the ones going out to the fields. Yes, yes, yes. We're the ones going to the to, 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 to the fields and planting and, and, and putting seeds out there. But it only matters if we put it on good soil. Amen. It only matters if we put it on good soil. You know, there's a couple of things that I wanted to share tonight. But I think that that right there is an important key topic there is that we have to be out here about our, our father's business. Amen. Amen. We have to be doing it because we know where we came out of. We know the hellish things, the hellish situations that should have claimed our lives a long time ago. Amen. Hell had a, a, a place set for us. Hell had a place set for us. But God. And because of God, we're still here. We're able. We're still moving and grooving. We're still, you know, uh, 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 planting seeds, watering, and 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 praying that it's all on good soil. You know, I could go on and on, but we've got plenty more uh, episodes we want to share about, you know, testimonials of our past. But I think this here is perfect. This here is good. You know, we're we're you know sharing about. You know, the things that I've done in my past, the the fact that I used to take sonship to the devil. I mean, come on, man. And so there's a lot of things, you know, that I, I wanted to share tonight, you know, but I think this is perfect. This is good. And I just hope that somebody out there can identify with this brother, sister, somebody, somebody can identify with with, you know, the, the the situations that brother Frank and I have been through in life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, because hey, like I, you know, the Bible says when one repents, the angels in heaven rejoice. All it takes is one. Amen. All it takes is one. And so right now, um if if that one is you, hey, then praise God. Leave a comment. Uh send me an email. Um my email's not up here. I'm pretty sure it is. You guys just send me an email, comment below, reach out, let us know, man. And we can definitely, you know, reach back out with you. If you're in Houston, Texas, please, you know, reach out. We can go out, meet up in person. Uh, we have a Friday night service over in Northeast Houston every Friday. Yep, yep. Open to everybody. Come on out, feel the encounter, the presence of God. Now, we're not a prosperity church by any means. We're not a prosperity message teaching church. But we're also not a judgmental, con condemning church by any means. We're all about the presence of God, coming into his presence, letting God be God in our lives, molding and shaping us. Yes. You know, I was a, a, a hard-headed Hispanic Mexican growing up in the hood. Yes, I said Mexican. That's how we say it, you know, in the streets. <laughs> but um, I was, you know, now who I am, 
You know, I, I really feel like it was only the presence of God that that uh, <clears throat> that changed my heart. You know, it wasn't the scripture. It wasn't somebody coming up to me, sharing a you know, verse or telling me I was going to hell. Back in the day, if you told me I was go, I was going to hell, I would just, you know, smile and say, yep, you're sure right. But man, hell was not real to me until heaven became real. Yeah. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, heaven is real. Sure is. Heaven is real. So like, like I'm saying, if that's you, if you're that one person and, and you want to give your life to Christ or you want more information on how to go about it, how to, to start your walk with God, reach out, reach out. I would never say anything to anybody that wasn't out of scripture that didn't come from the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Hey, and that's what it's all about, right? Just reaching out to all those that are out there. I mean, we could go on the streets, we can go ahead everywhere else, but it seems like in podcasts, we can reach a lot of people and that's what we want to do. You know, so somebody going through some problems, anything, again, like Brother Andrew says, call, don't be ashamed or don't be scared. Nobody's going to judge you. No way, not. Just give us an email. Just reach out, brother, because we're trying to reach out to Don't leave it like by yourself. You're not alone. You're not alone. The Lord's there. We're there with you. I know that's right. So that's Voices of the Streets, BF at gmail.com. Once again, that's Voices, plural, of the Streets. With an S, BF at the end, as in Bible Fellowship at gmail.com. Reach out anytime. For more information, please reach out to us. Send me an email. We'll give you the address to the church. Come on by. We're in northeast side of Houston, Texas. God bless you guys, man. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh man, that was that was perfect for me. You know, I what I took from the podcast right now of hearing you and Frank speak, it was my soil, my soil. I need to fix that. I need to get into the word. I need to get into the book, you know, because I could go to church, I could talk to people, but my soil is not right, you know what I mean? I need to get back into the word. So man, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Keep Keep them coming. I'll keep putting it out there and, and spreading the word. But I'm going to fix my soil first. Mom. Amen.